Alright, hi everyone and welcome to the second episode of Out of Office Unfiltered. Um, if you are new here, welcome, and if you are not, if uh, you are returning from episode one, um, thank you so much. I am so happy that you are all here. Hope y'all, hope y'all are well. Uh, I love when podcasts do like a little weekend week recap, so I'm gonna do one of those, I think. I actually had a really boring weekend, which was exactly the type of weekend that I wanted to have. Friday I had family in town and so we um, had dinner at my uncle's house and I just love getting to spend time with my family so um, it's really nice because we're all spread out so when we are able to get together it's it's just I'm very grateful for it. And then Saturday I have been dog sitting so I was dog sitting for two families this weekend actually and Saturday I um, had to spend the day with one of the dogs so I did that and uh, ran a couple errands and just like kind of had a Saturday reset and then uh, Saturday night I actually had gotten a new book um, I think it's called The Way I Used to Be and I saw it on TikTok and I'm almost done with it and today is Sunday uh, so it is incredible to say the least. I'm a big fan so far, but so I spent pretty much all of Saturday night reading that. And then today, um, woke up early to take care of the dogs, got McDonald's breakfast, which was so nice. I actually cannot remember the last time that I got McDonald's breakfast, whether it was, I just don't wake up early enough to get it or I don't think to get it when I do wake up early enough so that was amazing I have missed their hash browns so much this is the second episode in a row this is the only the second episode but this is the second time I've talked about something McDonald's related which is I I don't know if I'm proud or disappointed in that um uh anyways then after that I came home and I read some more of the book and then I went to the gym and I had a like two and a half hour workout, which was so nice because I just have not been able to completely just like invest myself in a workout in so long. And so that was awesome. I did uh, a four mile like cardio workout, walk run type thing. And then back and buys and abs and I just left feeling very like proud of myself and just like so refreshed because uh, I truly love the gym I love working out I love fitness and so when I get to spend that amount of time on a workout it's just so rewarding um, and then came home cleaned did a little Sunday reset took a nice shower um, and now the Super Bowl is starting soon, and I don't really have a team that I'm specifically rooting for this year, um, but I am super excited to watch. I'm really excited for Rihanna's performance. She is awesome, and I am one of those people who, if I don't have a team playing, which I don't think I've really had a team playing the past couple years, but... I'm a big fan of the halftime performances always, 
and a big fan of the commercials. Big fan of those. I also, I think this is the first year, probably all four years of college, that I haven't had Super Bowl plans. Honestly, I think this might be, well, minus my junior year I was in quarantine, but I think that this might be the first year in a really long time, actually, that I haven't had Super Bowl plans, um, and that was entirely by choice. I am going to talk about this a little bit later, but I want to try to go to the gym at 5 a.m. every day this week. I want to touch on this later. <laughs> But I just don't have the self-motivation to go after work. And so I want to try. And I knew that if I made plans, I either would have to leave during halftime, which would be when Rihanna is performing and there's just no way, or I would have to stay up later and then that is going to make waking up early tomorrow morning even more an issue. So yeah, I, something I say very often is like, pick your battles wisely. And this is me trying to pick my battles wisely, which I'm actually really excited about. My mom and I are going to have some dinner. I'm having some wine right now. I did my Sunday reset, so I'm fully prepared and ready for work and for the week, um, which I know if I had gone out tonight to watch the Super Bowl or met up with friends, it just... I wouldn't be able to prepare for the week the way that I need to prepare in order to set myself up for success. So today we are going to be talking about stress and how to manage it. And I, like I am with most things, don't think I am the most qualified person to talk about this, especially considering the level of stress I have been existing at for the past few weeks. Which kind of gets into my next point, but before I jump into it, I know this is kind of all over the place right now. Um, the first thing I want to say is thank you so much to everyone who listened to the last podcast episode, who sent me a nice message, um, who just everyone, it's so kind, whether you're a friend or family or someone that I met via you reaching out to say something about the podcast. Um, I truly like don't have the words to say how thankful I am for your kindness and for the support and just encouraging me to continue um, recording episodes, which is so contradictory <laughs> of me to say because I then didn't record for two weeks, um, which I'll get into, but I just want to say from the absolute bottom of my heart, I am so thankful and so grateful for all of the kindness that was shown to me um, after the last episode. I just did not expect it, um, and it just, it means so much because I truly was jumping out of my comfort zone um, by finally recording and posting and being so public with it. Uh, so it means more than I can explain, and I am just 
so thankful. I know I've said that a million times, but I really am so, so thankful for the kindness that I was shown. And I hope that everyone can continue to take something from what I'm saying, even if I'm rambling or just blurting out nothingness into the world. I hope that, like I've always said, my, my biggest hope is that one person can take something from each episode. If that is the impact that this podcast has, then I am more than happy and more than fulfilled. Um, so anyways, tangent over. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who reached out. I'm so happy that you were here, and I'm so happy that the episode one was able to impact you in some way. And um, yeah, so thank you. Today, like I said, the topic is stress and how to manage it, which is a little ironic considering I've been so stressed the last few weeks and not stressed in a cute surface level, oh, I'm so busy type of way, um, stressed to a degree where it had impacted my mental health. And that is mainly my fault because I lacked the self-awareness or self-control to set boundaries on things I was taking on and continue to pile on to a schedule that I was already struggling with. And this was about a three-week period. Yeah, I, I think I released that first episode and then immediately entered a week that was stressful and then immediately had another week that was stressful. And the stress and the things that were going on in my life ended up, you know, carrying on over into the weekend. And so I was either dealing with things or working on things um, and everything just kind of snowballed until this past week and I don't want to get into the mental health aspects of everything in this episode because I think I'm still working through coming out on the other side right now and I don't want to have like a skewed perspective on everything um and I think I'm, I'm still like working through some frustrations with myself regarding my mental health the past couple of weeks but what I can say is that I was able to finally have a weekend where I wasn't stressed and with this podcast the last two weekends I was stressed. And the, I mean, the last three weeks, I was stressed, especially over the weekends. And I wasn't able to come up with an idea of what I wanted to talk about. But in relation to this podcast, I, I was getting frustrated with myself because I didn't want to be stressed about this podcast because I'd only ever, I'd only made one episode. I've only made one episode. And this is something that I've looked forward to for so long and am so excited about. And so I didn't want to be stressed about it. And, but at the same time, I was like, okay, well, I should do something that makes me happy. And this podcast is something that makes me happy. 
so I should do that, but I couldn't think of anything to talk about, and it was just this, like, continuous cycle of, I'm stressed, I need to be happy, let's podcast, I can't think of any topic, I'm stressed, and so I was like, I should pause on this for a second and I sat down both weekends and tried to record anyways uh it just it wasn't me and I didn't think it was fair to you know release an episode that wasn't me wasn't authentic or genuine and so yeah I I kind of put it on the back burner I wanted to push through and get through to the other side um, or in complete honesty, just see light at the end of the tunnel before I, you know, jumped back on the microphone to talk to you all about anything. And so then yesterday I was talking to my mom and she was like, when is episode two coming out? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. And she was like, well, why? And I was like, I've been stressed, uh, and that stress is kind of clouding my cre- the creative side of my brain right now, and so I, I can't really think of anything to talk about other than the two things that I know I don't want to talk about right now, and she was like, well, if you're stressed, or you've been stressed, and you know, you feel like you're coming out on the other side of it, why don't you talk about that like stress and how you manage it and how you pushed through and I was like that's a great idea I think I just found a manager (laughs) but in all seriousness I was like you know what that's actually a really great idea because that's exactly what I want this podcast to be is just like talking about the real stuff that's going on in my life and I don't know I guess just kind of being that like safe space that like Anyone who's listening, if you're going through the same thing, um, you're not on your own with it. So, basically, credit to my mom for this one. Um, So, yeah. Um, Excited to be here. Excited to be recording. Excited that you're all here, tuned in and listening. And um, we're going to talk about stress and how to manage it. So, I guess, like, to start, stress, obviously, is something that we all go through, encounter. It's a constant in our lives. And there's not really anything you can do to eliminate stress entirely. I wish there was, um, because that would make my life significantly better. But, you know, I've, I've met a wide range of, of people in my life, and some are just so easygoing, and stress does not affect them and nothing can shake them they're just like you know it is what it is and I have never envied a type of person more in my life because I and uh, I'm sure a lot of other people am chronically anxious I struggle with anxiety and so things that things that stress out a normal person are like pretty much the end of the world for me. No, I'm kidding, but I do find myself starting to spiral and have to be self-aware of that and like get it under control before it spirals even more. And I'm pretty good at doing that. 
And weirdly, I've gotten to this point where big things don't necessarily stress me out. Like, I could crash a boat and be like, wow, that sucks, but you know, it is what it is. Put your best foot forward and like, we'll figure it out. Like, I'm a very, like, I'm a big will figure it out type of person for big things. But for like little things, I could lose my mind over it. I think it's probably because, you know, the big things, it's like they're so obvious and they tend to be very obvious solutions to how that is going to be fixed or obvious outcomes as to how that is not going to be fixed. But little things that are more so the we'll figure it out type of thing for most people the things that you shouldn't necessarily stress out over or, you know, put too much weight into, those things I will find myself incredibly stressed out over. And for me, stress manifests in my life as me isolating myself, me sacrificing a lot of my needs, like eating, sleeping, being healthy, which just adds to the snowball effect of being stressed because I'm not nourishing myself and I neglect myself. I neglect the things that make me happy. I neglect the people that make me happy and that's not fair to anyone or anything. And so that's sort of what had been happening the past couple of weeks I was not sleeping and just not taking care of myself and I was going to sleep stressed and then waking up almost continuing the same thought that I had before I fell asleep and it was exhausting. I was getting two to three hours of sleep a week collectively, just tossing and turning every single night. No amount of melatonin or nighttime sleep aid was able to knock me out long term. I could not figure out what was wrong with me. And now reflecting, I was just so stressed and so anxious that I was literally giving myself insomnia. And it was crazy because, again, I literally would lay in bed and be anxiously thinking about something and fall asleep. And then I would wake up a couple of hours later, feeling fully rested with that thought continuing. And it was exhausting because I just felt like I was never existing without this weight on me of this like thought. And I was driving myself insane and I was so sleep deprived. This was going on over the course of three weeks, more than eh, two and a half, but I mean, at that point, what's the difference? And that was essentially what I was dealing with the past two and a half, three weeks. And the reason I was stressed was, to put it metaphorically, I had a project at my job and had just driven myself insane trying to over-prepare and study in ways that I know aren't effective for me 
and I just put myself into information overload on top of the stress and anxiety that I was already currently feeling and it was just a recipe for disaster and I found myself developing this really competitive edge with no one but myself and looking back now with a more clear perspective on this entire situation the last time that I felt this way was when I was on a dance team in high school the last time I had made myself so miserably stressed over something was my senior year of high school on the dance team at my high school I just was in this place of like comparing myself to everyone and was competing with myself to get better or be better and it ruined dancing for me like entirely I was interested in dancing in college and just completely threw it out of the uh, the window when realized that I had done some pretty irreparable damage to my love for dancing and realized that it wasn't something I wanted to do in college and that was all because of myself and the competition that I had put myself in with myself and the feelings that I created then were very similar to the feelings that I had created for myself this past couple weeks and that stress was very similar and the effects that it had on my mental health a couple years ago was almost identical to the effect it had on my mental health these past couple weeks so eventually last week I actually had texted my brother Josh um, and if you know me you know that I am such big fans of my brothers which is such a weird thing to say but truly like they are just the greatest men I have ever met in my life and we are all so very close and I'm so grateful to have them in my life and so I texted my brother Josh and kind of confided in how I was feeling not just with this project at work but just like where I was at in life and you know how I was comparing myself to others and how I was feeling and how stressed I was about life and he actually gave me some advice that I really wanted to share with you all because it had a huge impact on my perspective and how I was looking at things and is truly one of the huge reasons why I was able to push through and really learn how to stand on my own two feet again during this time period because the thing about the stress that I was going through was it was very like imminent like I it wasn't going anywhere I had to push through it like I had to get through this time of my life it was not disappearing into thin air um I had literally no choice but to move forward and I just got to this point like last week or the week before where I was like I 
am so exhausted and so stressed all the time and I need someone to hold me accountable to like keep pushing through this stressful time because I just needed someone to hold me accountable to boot up and keep pushing. So anyways, I text my brother and he had responded with a big paragraph, one of those that you have to click into, Um, but a couple things that really stood out to me that I want to kind of unpack on here. He said, your job is just a job. If you quit tomorrow, they would replace you in a day. So don't give them all of that power over you emotionally. If you fail, you fail. Try your very best, do as well as you can, but you can make money one million ways on this earth. So don't put all of the pressure in the world on this one way. I left a job I loved for a job I hated and then ended up loving. And it had nothing to do with the job changing. It had everything to do with me just caring less about the job pressure. Now, with this, again, no intention of leaving my job, but really does put it into perspective that, you know, these companies we work for are built on the foundation or the basis of making money. And I have this habit of consuming myself with my job or my obligations and letting them become my identity and that is so unhealthy for me to do because then when something happens within those things that I'm making my identity I feel as though I am falling short in some way which isn't necessarily true it's just that you know Every job, every career is going to have ups and downs, speed bumps, stop signs, green lights, like whatever. it's, It's a sliding scale all the time. And I tend to over identify with these positions or these jobs or obligations or involvements. I did it in college too with extracurriculars and I quite literally drowned myself in hyper analyzing that identity that I've adopted for myself and I will be so hard on myself during these times and that's not fair because if you switch the roles the job isn't hyper analyzing me it's not it just the job is a job that is looking to make money and that's it and so I'm sure I'm not alone in this but we can't put so much weight and so much pressure on ourselves in certain contexts you know you kind of just have to show up and do your best and know yourself and set boundaries but most of all do your best because being a human is hard (laughs) being a, a human in a technological age like the one we are currently living in is so hard and I just think it's important that you know What matters isn't what you're doing. It's about the weight and the pressure that you put on that task or that job or extracurricular or obligation. That's what matters. That's what changes your perspective. It's not whether or not you're good or bad necessarily. I mean, sometimes that can play into it. But the biggest thing is how much you overanalyze the weight that this is going to have on your life. And so I kind of had to have a heart to heart with myself and say, yeah, I love this job. I am very happy at this job, but 
this job isn't the only thing about me. Does that make sense? Like, there are so many other parts of me to invest in and nurture and grow so that I can, you know, have these stressful times at work, but also still maintain that positive mental health in order to, you know, move forward and not let what happens at work or in relation to work affect my day to day. I hope that makes sense. But when you analyze how minuscule we are as individuals and as a collective in the grand scheme of everything, it's like, it doesn't matter, you know? Like, it's just a privilege to be in this place of being a 20-something-year-old person with very minimal responsibility, with no need to really internalize judgment from others. And, like, yes, we have access to so many other people via social media, but we also get the choice to not be influenced. And that, I think, is something that stresses a lot of people out, is comparing themselves or being on social media and following influencers or even just being influenced by the people around them that they follow on social media by them posting their highlight reels. This was something I used to do all the time until I had to learn and teach myself to set firm boundaries with social media because I was driving myself nuts. But I think a lot of our stress comes from these silent competitions that we're either doing with ourselves or with other people through that lens of comparison by, you know, either comparing ourselves to the version of ourselves that we want to be or the version of ourselves that we were in the past that we're terrified to be again, or by comparing ourselves to other people and who they are and what they've achieved or haven't achieved and what they're doing or not doing. And I think that that is something that stresses so many people out that isn't talked about enough, that we have this access to other people and this insight into other people's lives that no one has ever had before and we tend to hyper fixate on it and like drown ourselves by consuming this content thinking that it's like a normal life to live when it's not. Normal lives have ups and downs and speed bumps and normal lives have problems and they have highs and they have lows and that isn't something that you see on social media. But we see these things and we become, we compare ourselves and we feel like we're falling short when like at the end of the day, if you are waking up and just putting your best foot forward and trying to be the best version of yourself, that's enough. And there is no reason to stress out over what you did or didn't do or what you didn't accomplish because it just, it didn't happen. And tomorrow's a new day and you can try to do it then, but you did your best and that's what matters. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So I feel like, you know, I was stressed about my job or the underlying reason for my stress was me comparing myself to others and comparing myself to how I had previously performed in my job and where I wanted to be in my job. And I wasn't even, you know, like I was stressed and I wasn't even encouraging myself kindly. Like I was 
I was negatively affirming <laughs> how I felt. And I just, I didn't even give myself a fighting chance to be successful where I wanted to be because I was driving myself into a hole of stress. Entirely self-sabotaging. <laughs> like, I, hello, it's me, I'm the problem. And this is something that I can say now having reflected on it but yeah in in the moment it was not easy for me to confront that that was truly what was going on the other thing that my brother said that really resonated with me during this period of stress and this period of anxiety was your identity should be in who you are your ability to be honest respect others work out, passions, etc. Not in anything outside of your control. Your job, opinion of others, relationship status. It sounds like all your negative emotion is coming from things outside of your control. You have to get off of that. Care way less about work, about relationships, even about what your friends think. Your happiness needs to be an A to B relationship between yourself and what you can immediately control. When it's your mental health, it's okay to be selfish. Honestly, you have to be because it's only you inside your head. And that was exactly the wake up call that I needed during this period of stress and anxiety because I have this tendency, and if you do too, you're not alone. I have this tendency to take things on as my own when they are things that I have no control over. And that's not fair to me and it's also not fair to the people around me who have to or not have to but choose to love and support me even when I'm not the best version of myself and it's not fair to them because I am conscious of the fact that there are things outside of my control and I am conscious of the fact that I am taking them on as my own. And I'm conscious of the fact that there are negative repercussions to that. But still, I tend to overanalyze and allow these things that are outside of my control to consume me. Things that I have quite literally no say in how they turn out. I just have to let them be and then react accordingly. And that was a big part of what was stressing me out during this time. And I know I mentioned it being a lot of me competing with myself. And when you couple that with things that are out of my control, I was competing with myself over things that I had no control over, that I had little to no impact on how they the outcome was going to turn out. And that is a competition that I was destined to lose. And I was exhausting myself and running my mental health into the ground over things that I had no control over. What I did, what I could control in the moment was, you know, that competitive edge that I was developing. But, you know, that goes to say I I was destined to lose that competition. Because I was competing with myself over things that I had zero control on whatever their outcome was going to be because I was allowing them to consume me and because I was over-identifying or over-analyzing those things. And I know that this is vague and 
potentially hard to relate to because of the vagueness. But I hope that if you are following along and you relate to this, you understand that it is okay to have anxiety or to stress out over things. That's natural. We are always going to do that. We're human. But I think it's important to take a step back and look at your situation and truly differentiate what it is that you're stressing out about from the entire situation and then think really long and hard about whether or not that is something that you are even physically capable of controlling or having any impact on. And if it's not, being incredibly honest with yourself about your feelings and understanding that there is nothing you can do about how it is going to turn out. And if there are aspects that you can control, then control those, you know? But, I mean, give yourself grace because you're only human and you can only control so much. And sometimes you can try to control something and it's still not going to work out the way that you want it to. You can try to control something and you still might not succeed in it, you know? Because sometimes those things that we can't control completely outweigh and skew the the results or the outcome. And that's okay. Because again, you controlled what you could control, but you can't let the things that you cannot control consume you. Because... I learned from personal experience the last three weeks. You will drive yourself and your mental health into the ground. And it is, it is, it's not fair to you or your brain to overanalyze and ruminate in those things that you cannot control and put yourself in that place. Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked about what stress is and how it can appear how it's personally appeared in my own life. And, you know, we caught up on the last three weeks and the effect that it's had on my mental health. So I guess just to kind of wrap up and what I want to leave you all with is how I cope and manage with my stress. And this will kind of give some insight into this week and what the next episode might look like. So I guess some things that I do to cope and manage my stress and anxiety. I am really big into reading. If you know me personally, you know I love books. I am a serial book buyer. I have a huge stack of books that I have to read, but that is something that I can do that allows me to escape from reality and enjoy myself and just be with my thoughts and taking time out of my day to do that is very rewarding and very fulfilling. And so I try to read on my train to work and my train home. So that way I know that I at least spent like 40 minutes a day reading. Another thing that I do is I try to do check-ins with myself where I really take a step back and I evaluate my credit jar and my reward jar. And now I don't mean your FICO credit score. <laughs> I mean starting your day by doing at least one thing that makes you happy and really evaluating your life and your day to day and asking yourself if you're one, giving yourself enough credit 
for everything that you're balancing and everything that is on your plate that you're working through and handling? And two, are you giving yourself enough reward? Which brings us back to making sure that you are at least doing something in your day, if not starting your day, by doing something that makes you happy. Something that fills you up. Like, and I mean getting out of bed first thing in the morning, whether it's reading the newspaper, reading a book, listening to music, drinking coffee, hell, eating ice cream. I don't care. I don't care what it is. If it makes you happy and it's something that you can manage to do first thing in the morning, I encourage you to do it. I challenge you to try doing it, which is a perfect segue (laughs) into the last thing that makes me happy. That is something I am challenging myself to do this week that I am almost double challenging myself to make into the next episode, which is working out. I got really into working out during quarantine by just like doing stuff around my house, running around my neighborhood, like finding ways to exercise in any possible situation, scenario, environment. In doing so, I really developed this liking towards working out. And I've always been active. Uh, I played sports, I danced, but I really liked the control that I had over what I was doing versus being in like organized sports. So I developed this liking to it. I really liked the control I had. I liked that I was seeing my own progress. And I really liked that it was just something that I could dive into and fully engulf myself in. And the gym and working out played a really big role in my life all the way up until college graduation. Honestly, all the way up until my job started. I would go every day, most weeks, like as much as possible. And it was just like my escape. Like I just enjoyed being there. And I still do. I love being there. But I have been in this job for about seven months now and have continuously told myself that I'm going to make a habit of going to the gym after work. And here is my issue. I have tried going from work to the gym and have convinced myself not to, talked myself out of it. I've tried getting home from work and getting ready and going to the gym talk myself out of it. I'm way too easily distracted. (laughs) Um, And I am so tired by the end of the day that I will find any excuse. And as someone who has spent a lot of time on the side studying mental health and, you know, just that whole realm of things, I (laughs) am very good at, I've overanalyzed it, and I'm very good at making sense of my excuses, especially if it is like the end of the day. Like I will be exhausted and I'll just be like, Taylor, Nicole, you gotta listen to your body. You're tired. It's not gonna be a good workout anyways. Like if you're only showing up 50%, why? (laughs) And so that's my issue. And I have been battling this. I've been at war with myself for seven months now. I get to go to the gym on the weekends and I'm happy And it's great. But I think that the one thing that will make me happy that I can integrate into my day right when I get out of bed is going to the gym. My issues here are that 
I am chronically not a morning person. I love sleeping and I just don't like waking up early. Number two is that not only would this be a significant increase in the activity that I do in the mornings and the personal interaction I am forced to have at the ass crack of dawn is that I would have to wake up two hours earlier than I normally do in order to make this happen because I live about 15 minutes away from my gym. It opens at five. I wake up typically around six to 6.30. I would have to be up and ready and leaving for the gym at like 4.30 because that would give me time for an hour long workout. Like I can get ready quick enough once I get home, which I think that's going to be the easy part. I think just getting up I know this. Getting up and getting there is going to be the hard part. And I know getting home and getting ready will be the easy part. But I know that getting up is going to be the hard part. Anyways, I digress. The challenge I have is, I mean, okay, challenge number one is making this happen. But I'm challenging myself to do it every single day this week. And I'm also challenging myself not to necessarily vlog it, but like to audio vlog it as the next episode. And so uh, that is what I am challenging myself to do this week for the next episode. Anyways, that is my challenge. That is the one thing that I'm going to try to implement into my schedule this week. And I'm going to try to take you all along with me. And the challenge with that is just going to be like remembering, but I kind of just want to like try it out. I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but I guess to sign off, um, thank you for listening. If you are like myself and you are chronically stressing over things that are out of your control or things that just don't matter right now, take some breaths. Remember that as long as you're showing up and being the best version of yourself, that's enough. And also remember to just take control of what you can control and don't lose sleep over what you can't. Because at the end of the day, those those things that you can't control are going to be what they're going to be no matter what. And there's nothing that you can do to stop that or change that. You just have to let it be and then react accordingly, like I said earlier. And also remember to check your reward and your credit jars. And by that, I mean, are you rewarding yourself? Are you sitting there saying, you know what, like... I did go to the gym every single day this week at 4.30 a.m. So Friday night, I am going to, or Saturday, I'm going to rest. I'm going to let myself sleep in. And then I am going to have ice cream for breakfast. And that's my reward for making it happen. And then Sunday, right back in the game. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. By checking your reward and credit jars. I'm saying when you have a lot going on or a lot on your plate, give yourself the credit. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're doing your best and you are, you're taking on a lot and you deserve credit for that. And if no one has told you yet, I'm proud of you. You should be incredibly proud of yourself for taking on extra responsibility or just more responsibility than you're used to. I'm proud of you for that. That's great. And you should reward yourself. You should give yourself credit because credit is due. And also you should reward yourself. And 
that reward can be whatever you want it to be, but you deserve credit and you deserve reward for doing your best and for going the extra mile. If you're going the extra mile by taking even more than you're used to onto your plate. I don't know if that makes sense. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are someone who is chronically stressed, (laughs) suffers from anxiety, overthinks things, takes too much onto their plate, is not the best at setting boundaries, I just want you to know that you're not alone. And as long as you're doing your best, then that's okay. Because I am in the same boat as you for all of those things. (laughs) And we are doing our best and we are going to continue to give ourselves credit and reward ourselves for making it through the day, reward ourselves for deciding to get out of bed, uh, reward ourselves for actually doing the things that make us happy, like going to the gym, even if it's at 4.30 a.m., and giving ourselves grace for understanding that there are things that we cannot control and that we will do our best to control what is in our control. And we will also do our best at letting everything else just be. All right, I uh, think that's a wrap. So thank you again for tuning in to Out of Office Unfiltered. I hope so deeply that the next episode is an audio vlog of me waking up at 4.30 every morning to walk you through going to the gym and my day and how that affects my week. But if it's not, then it'll probably be a reflection on my inability to do so. Nevertheless, thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon.